This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Morning, everyone. Good to see you in the house. Uh, those of you that are tuned in through social media, welcome. Uh, I, I believe that we um, have some numbers. Uh, Pastor Sandy shared them with me uh, last week. We surprised, actually, didn't we? The, uh, the goal was $250 from each campus, and I, I believe this campus, uh, and I'm sure the others too, but I know the numbers on this campus. Uh, campus well exceeded that so we thank you for your faithfulness listen we're in the yeah there you go to god be the glory he is the you know he he is uh he calls us the sower but he's the grower nobody can make it grow uh like god and he he reserved that right for himself the bible says a uh, you know, one watered, one sowed, it says, but it's God that gave the increase. So we thank God for the increase and believe in this, uh, that more and more of our lives will be purposed to be a blessing, realizing this, that when you purpose to be a blessing, God is purposed to bless you so that you can be that blessing. Amen. Isn't that a wonderful and a beautiful thing? I'll tell you, God, uh, to partner with God. Uh, and the end result of that uh, is in sowing to people that they're not going to, you know, they're not, they're, they're not going to come all the way from India to a church service here uh, on a Sunday or whenever. No. No. Uh, all of us living by faith that there will be people in heaven because of what you've done here on the earth. And there's no greater treasure or pleasure to God or to us than that. Isn't that true? Your life really uh, will have a lasting legacy, a, a real impact, uh, really count uh, for something uh, where uh, people for your life. We say that all the time around here, but it's uh, it's uh, becoming such a reality, you know. Now you can give your life for many things, and we do, and things are wonderful. But you know, you're, there's not no thing that you're going to bring with you to heaven. Everything's already been set up for you there. What you are going to bring to heaven with you is folks, people for your life. Amen. Uh, so you know, work on your retirement account. Or your refirement account, or whichever one, however you want to call that. We've been talking about restoration, uh, and uh, we're over in the book of Ruth. We're going to look in the first chapter and the sixth and seventh verse. You know, the Lord had given me some revelation out of this, or opened, when you say revelation, God just revealed some things, I opened up my eyes and ears to see some things here. Uh, you know, several years ago, wonderful things, but. It just uh, especially this year uh, and in the uh, in the spring of this year, God's just revisiting this story, and you know uh, within the framework of some uh, facts uh, here, I believe we can find some truth within this story. We can see Him. We can see us. Uh, God gives us and has written these things down. The Bible says that we can learn from them. We can enter into that experience and find our uh, and find that it will help us in our experience in our walk uh, with God. Now, uh, I would subtitle this. We've been talking about res- 
restoration of a subtitle of this, a transition trek, T-R-E-K, trek, a transition. You know, the change of position is for a change of condition, and it will bring about a change of condition. You know, uh, the cycle of the year is reflective of the nature of God, of, of how God does things, how to walk with God and work with God. And the cycle of the year basically is this. It's sowing, growing, and reaping. At the heart of the kingdom is seed, time, and harvest. It's how the world works, how everything works. It's how heaven works, how eternity uh, works. So it's, it, God is, we don't have to go way up you know, high uh, to bring God down or, or way down low to pull him up. He's, you can look and see him. Uh, the Bible says all of nature shows us the nature or the, reveals the glory of God. And in this world that we're given, it, it's his world. This is my father's world. And it works uh, as he has set it up to work. So there's sowing, growing, and reaping. And, you know, uh, whenever... Um, you know, we, we tend to think about things, uh, you know, from paycheck to paycheck or day to day or moment to moment. But, but God has a cycle of life. God, God really sees things when, when he's looking at the year uh, 2021. 20, uh, Most people don't think about their life even in terms of a year. It's just, you know, uh, uh, moment by moment. Well... You know, uh, that's fine. We want to be in the moment and in the movement with God. But it's good to be able to realize there's a bigger framework that God's working with. And one year, you know, before we go to 7 and 20 and 50 and all of that kind of stuff for eternity, uh, you know, it'd be good to move from uh, day to day, week to week, month to month, even to into a one-year uh, framework, which would be this cycle of the seasons. God thinks of, of the cycle of the seasons where he's given time to, uh, for the changing and the, position, the repositioning, the changing and the conditions of the changing seasons, sowing, growing, and reaping. And then, of course, the fourth one would be resting or uh, preparation for the cycle to start all over again. Well, you know, uh, life is, though, uh, also likened to a journey, isn't it? What happens if you stop? You get stuck. See, no, life is a journey. We're walking from the cradle to the grave. X amount of years or whatever, but it's a journey. It's, it's best, uh, life is best described as movement. It's a journey. Have you ever been on a trip? In the, you know, here we are in the middle of the year. I love the middle. It's a transition time, six, seven, uh, and eight. Summertime. It's also the, the growing season. It's also when, uh, when things uh, that have been sown really take off and begin uh, to be grown. And, you know, in the middle of everything, have you ever been on a, a, a trip uh, anywhere and been asked this question, perhaps you've asked this question, how much further 
how much longer, especially if, you know, it's further, you know, taking more time than you initially uh, had faith and patience for or anticipated or expected or planned in your uh, life. Well, you know, the Bible measures, it's interesting that the Bible measures uh, uh, journey, it measures time in this. You'll, hear, you'll see this says about a day's journey, three days journey. Um, and it's a different form of measurement. And of course, you know, now I'm not going to question God in, in his great wisdom you know, uh, he didn't wait until our time to give us his word to show us his way where, you know, where we measure uh, things in, in seconds and minutes and hours. You know, I mean, you could fly from one side of this country to the other in roughly six hours. Longest trek would be about six hour flight. You know what I'm saying? Commercial. You sitting in a seat, somebody flying you. Well... You know, but back in Bible day, they measured in days. And, you know, everything, they walked wherever they went. There was not a plane ride. There was not a train ride. There was not a bus to take. There wasn't a, a car to drive. See, they walked. That's why it said in three days journey, it would be measured. The, it was the walking distance measured in days. And it would... You know, I'm sure that there were there there were those that you know back in that day, as in this day, that their pace in life is worry, hurry, and scurry. You know, on the run and under the gun. But mainly, I think you know uh, that God wants us to walk at the pace of peace. The pace of peace. You know, we see here in, in this sixth verse of uh, Ruth, it says, One day, the first chapter, one day she got herself together, she and her two daughters-in-law, to leave the country of Moab, everyone say Moab, and set out for home. She had heard that God had been pleased to visit his people and give them food, and so she started out from the place she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law with her on the road back to the land of Judah. Now as we go down at the end of the chapter, it says they arrived in Bethlehem. So, you know, uh, as a matter of curiosity, I guess, you know, sometimes we just assume, well, it just, you know, I mean, how far is that? Um, you know, it's probably, you know, not that far if you've got to walk. Because we measure things like, you know, gosh, if I have to walk, you know. Uh, now, don't look at me like that. You know good and well at Walmart, you drive around for half an hour to find a closer walk to the store door. I was shocked, literally. I was just shocked. But I felt really, you know, just curiosity. You know, something will prick your, pique your curiosity. So I, I Googled it up. Thank God for Google. You know, the phone can actually be used to study the Bible. And so I Googled up this morning and said, How far in, in Bible days was the land of Moab from Bethlehem of Judah? 9,912 miles. I said, no. There's several references. It's 9,912 miles. She started out in Moab, 
You talk about wandering far from home, her husband and two sons. And you talk about a long way to go. But she got herself together realizing, you know, you know, sometimes it's hard to face the reality that I might be a long way from where God really wants me to be. But it's going to be a walk between here and there. It's not going to be instantly translated sometimes out of the trouble or the mess that I'm in or the place that I don't want to be or need to be anymore into the place that this. That I believe that God's will has a bullseye, and that's the smallest circle. It's a large, wealthy place, but it really is a small circle to aim at, is I want to live in the perfect will of God for my life. The Bible talks about the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will and way of God for our life. Finding the spot. Now you'll find that spot will be a large, wealthy place. You know, imagine a spot to God. He calls the earth his footstool. You know, so a spot could be, I don't know how many acres you need. Some people are happy with, you know, a few square feet. Me, give me a little elbow room. Amen. Uh, But anyway, it can be relative to God's will and God's plan for your life. But 9,912 miles to, from Moab to Bethlehem. Now, the average person walks between three and four miles per hour. So that would be somewhere between 36 and 48 miles per day in a 12-hour day. The Bible measures a day in 12 hours. In 12, there are 12 hours to work, Jesus said. So let's just uh, presume 12 hours. Let's split the difference and say that you could walk 42 miles per day. That's 236 days. Six-day week. 236 uh, days. Well over half of, uh, well over, uh, almost almost two-fifths of a a year. Take away from that on the Sabbath, you know... uh, uh, you, you know, you're resting, right? So add 39 uh, Sabbaths uh, to that because there's 39 six-day weeks in 236. Add 39 uh, Sabbaths to that. You have a total. That, here's a journey that took 200, around 275 days. Maybe within this framework of these facts, we can find some truth for our life. You know, uh, here we are in the middle of the year. We're walking through 2021, June, July, and August. And I want to, you know, like Naomi, you know, this, it was a transition track. It was a transition time. Uh, and the summertime is a transition time in the year, right? In the middle of the year. I love the number system of God, six, seven, and eight. I like to put it like this. Underneath six is, is you. Underneath seven, that's his number. The number of man is six. The number of God is seven. You, God, and then number eight is new beginning, us. You and God together and something brand new. Amen. Well, God's uh, way, the transition time, a growing time, 
we're in the section of time of this year where it's a growing time. Transition. Listen, a growth measure. Here's a, a measure of growth for you and for I. It's at the pace of peace and the speed of seed. Now, those things somewhat are foreign to us because we got all this, you know, got to get there, should have been there yesterday, need it yesterday. You know, instantaneous society that we live in, that we've been conditioned uh, in, that these, these frameworks are different for us. It's different for us to picture ourselves operating in the pace of peace, and yet that's how God operates. It's real quiet in this church today because it's good you're eating. Just just eat. You know, I walk on a farm down there and, and everything measured, everything is measured in do I have good grass out in front of. I, I've got to have grass that cows are eating right now, but I have to have grass that's growing because pretty soon they're going to have to be there. And that involves sowing and growing and the reaping of, uh, you, you, you see things differently. You think about things differently. Amen. Sometimes we need to think about our life and our journey, our walk with God. Notice that Jesus said this, if you're weary and tired, you know, and worn out from uh, the uh, religious race. I'm going to put a little word in there, you know, the race uh, to nowhere. You know, the religious rigorous system that... Uh, just one more thing I got to do, the God thing. See, Jesus said, if you get worn out with that, he said, come to me. He goes, I'm going to show you how to take a real rest, and I'm going to help you to recover your real life. And he said, he said uh, learn me. He said, walk with me and work with me. See how I do it. And learn the unforced rhythms of grace. You know, I don't have to go out there every day. You know, Lance and Leanne came and mowed the grass yesterday. God bless their darling hearts. It's hot, and this is a big old spot, you know, really is. We ought to just put some sheep on it and let it. Anyhow, uh, but, you know, I don't have to go out there every day and say, grow grass, grow, grow, grow. Trees, are you growing? No. There's, there is, God grows there's a season where the grass, it just grows and grows and grows. And grows and grows and grows and grows. And the trees are growing. Everything's growing in God's Word. The summer season is probably the greatest growth season that there is. And really, you know, just, grass is just being grass. Trees are just being trees. Cows are being cows. Sheep's being sheep. Dogs are being dogs. And folks are being folks. You don't have to try to grow. Are you listening? If the conditions are right, you will grow. You do grow. Because God's overseeing your growth. As a Christian, conditions are right, aren't they? You're under the dominion of God. You're under the love and the care of God. And he'll see to it that you grow. He won't waste anything. Everything will be part of your growth process. And you know there is God's, 
you know, God's way of being, doing, and having his best is that we walk it out, we work it out together with him, and that would be his way and his will for you and for me. But, you know, halfway, uh, we're, we're not where we were or where we started from, and yet we're not also where we're going to, uh, you know, are the des- a destiny with a destination for 2021. God measures our life in this. He talked about Isaac. He said, he said this, that uh, it said Isaac sowed, he planted seed in the midst of famine. Very unfavorable conditions. Yeah, it says, and the Lord blessed him. The minute God blessed, the blessing of the Lord brings favor. And favor will always cause good or great success. And great success is a powerful witness and attractive for God. The blessing. The blessing changes everything. The blessing of God. Who's the blesser? We don't have to bless ourselves. We don't look to people to bless us. The Lord blesses us. Isn't that right? Bible says he, he has blessed us with a good land, good seed, good, uh, good rain, good conditions. But here Isaac sowed in, in the land and there were unfavorable conditions, but the Lord blessed him and it says this, and... Uh, and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Hundredfold is the maximum maximum measure. He got maximum results in those unfavorable conditions. But now listen to this. It says, and the man grew greater by the day. See, we grow by the day. And how is that? We participate with God in the blessing system and in the cycle of the seasons and we experience his increase in our life. And what, when God looks at you, you know, he doesn't really care what kind of car you drive, what kind of car you want to drive. Let me tell you what kind of car I like. One that will take me from point A to point B and back again without costing me a breakdown and worry and fretting and all that kind of stuff, you know. Now, anything beyond that, you know, he's so good to us. And I'll tell you this uh, uh, this week I, I got up early in the morning to uh, uh, get my uh, coffee. I'm usually a four or five o'clock in the morning type of guy. I love coffee early in the morning. And man, it just, I mean, brought tears to my eyes because sometimes God will just grab a hold of you at the kitchen sink and squeeze you. And I heard this inside of me, not outside, but inside. I, you know, I read a scripture today uh, and uh, it, it said, uh, it said, I heard the one whisper to me that I never thought I would ever hear. Oh man, I'm telling you what, just to hear God. Just, just think of that. You know, I, I can remember times uh, in my life before I became a Christian, I wondered if there even was a God. There have been times in my life as a Christian, I wonder what God is doing. I'm not hearing from God. 
I love those words of David Pendant. He said, he said, I hear the whisper of the one I never thought I would ever hear. See the still small voice. You know. You know. Well, I heard that still small voice early in the morning. There's no mistaking it because it like I said, it, it just grabs your heart, it squeezes your heart, and it said, but you know, but is a it's where God just butts into. He just puts him see he just he just says he just butts into your into your affairs it's been this was a just a you know one of those uh, you ever been in a tight spot time wise and you know all of the things and uh, sometimes those tight spots become tough spots cuz you got no margin <laughs> you know margins are, i got not much space to move around uh, uh, in here. and uh, But I heard the Lord in a minute. He goes, but God is so good. And I'm telling you what now, you know, you talk about uh, um, just just keep walking with God. Just, just keep listening, looking for God. Because... Uh, you know, he'll make it all turn out like it's supposed to turn out. And it'll be above and beyond what you could ever or ask or think. Amen. It's just something about the halfway point where, you know, it's such a delicate balance where it just could just all fall to pieces or all fall forward. <laughs> Into a greater wholeness for you. Have you ever been in there where you felt like, boy, it's, it's, it's all hanging in the balance where you were hanging in the balance. I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. And then God just puts his finger on the scale and says, yeah, you're going to be all right. Amen. I'm talking to somebody today. At least the Lord is. Well, you know, sometimes you, we have to simply be find contentment. You know, uh, we're not where we started from. We're not, we're not where we're going to, what God has in mind for us in traveling through this year. But we're making progress in the process. See, God is a God of process. Not just projects that we tend to, that uh, projects will mark our process, or mark our progress. No, God says, if you're, if you're just walking with me and working with me, a little by little, step by step, day by day, one by one, if you, that's the kind of progress I'm looking for. Hey, Naomi, it's day 100, but there's 175 more to go. But just keep walking. Just keep... When you get on the right road, you know... Uh, you're you're going to and going in the right direction. Right things are going to begin to happen. Let me give you a definition, literal definition out of the script, out of the uh, scripture, out of the Webster's dictionary. That uh, what transition? This is the actual, the actual and factual definition of the word transition. It means the process. Everybody say process. See, life is a process. God is a God of life and he is a God of process. 
And we have to learn to just simply keep making progress in the process. And the, the greater things, the greater work in our life, the greater things in our life from the greater one require a greater process. So if it's lasting a little longer, seems a bit stronger than what you had planned, that doesn't mean God's not doing something. He's growing you. You don't just go there, you grow there. You just don't take a, you know, you can't go to Walmart and pull off the shelf everything, this one, this fix-all for your whole life. You can't go to mega church or little church or even home group or one Bible reading setting session early in the morning and fix everything. It's a process that you just keep working through and walking through with God. And God is growing you. See? And really, success in life, are you growing? The man grew greater by the day and possessed everything that God wanted him to have, which was preparation for the next generation. That's how it works. Well, we need to realize that there is a transformation that's taking place and happening in the transition time. And it's first within you and I. It's on the inside. Your greatest growth is on the inside. Then it happens without. It happens on the outside. We tend to look on outward appearances, but God looks and measures by the heart. The heart. Isn't that true? Are you getting anything out of this? I know it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, Pastor Sandy's uh, cheesecake. You can't eat the whole pie all at one time, but you know, uh, drink a little coffee in between. You'll finish this little piece that we're giving you, but boy, it's good now if you can stand a little bit more. Can you take just a little bit more? Because I do believe this, this transition and the transformation that's taking place inside of you, you're being God set up for the God step up that's coming. See, growing happens in the going, walking and working with God. You can't grow and just stand still. No, growth happens and it is in the going. It's in the going, following Jesus, but also then following through. Listen, honey, you know, a lot of folks start, but you've got to finish well. He's the author and the, he's the starter, but he's also the finisher. And he's the developer in between. What's that? He's the grower. He's the grower. You would expect that your highest achievement this year is that you'll know God more and better, be closer to God, experience and encounter a greater God than you did in the you know, by December than you did when you started in January. That would be a very successful year. Now that will be reflected in some of your other stuff on the outside. But boy, I'll tell you what. Now, 
I've been through passing and I've been through some real things that took some years to get through. Some years. Not just one year, but some years to get through. But oh, how we grew. How we grew. How we grew to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to a God that we thought we knew, but we really didn't know. Not in that measure. And this is a year of the greater one. And now listen, greater measure. The greater measure what? The greater glory. There's a greater glory that, that this would be good news for some of you that are working like me. You know, I'm, on, I'm, I'm a little, I'm two years past halfway. Well, I'm in the second year, literally. I mean, just get started. Good, but I'm 62 on my way to 120. Glorious and victorious in Jesus. Amen. And I'm glad to say that I'm holding tightly to the scripture that says the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former house. I'm so glad that God has kept me and, and grown me and allowed me to at least cross the halfway mile mark where, uh, where, you know, uh, where, uh, you know, Lord, you know, just like David said, please, please forgive my the sins of my youth, my immaturity, the 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 you know the things that cause you pain and me and others pain, the growing pain. See that I just didn't know no better. Amen. So you know uh, it it you know we share this world with youth, but the youth need us. Amen. Now the world wants to they want to kill their old folks. What a waste of wisdom. What a foolish thing. Are you listening? And what a foolish thing on the other side for the, uh, uh, for the old folks to just throw away the young people. And not want to help them. Now you have to realize that they're young. If they ask you, tell them. If they don't, just wait a while. They'll wise up and ask. Amen. It's a good thing. You know, the, God is a generational God. The process is that there's not just one generation. That's the curse to die off and not have any, an, a next generation. That's the curse. See, the blessing is, is that to a thousand generations. You know, I, I'm believing. I remember when, we, uh, 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 when Lissa was born, we took a picture. And there were five generations. Amen. I'm going to have five generations. Great, great grands. Glory to God. Amen. No pressure, girls out there, boys. Take your time. Amen. Find a good one, you know. But growth happens. <laughs> Babies happen. It's good. Well, there's a, there is a growing that's in the going, following and following through with Jesus. There's a growing up. The Bible says growing up in all things into the full stature of Jesus. Growing into a maturity where we, where we know him and we make him known with accuracy. There's a maturity where of, of that where that's concerned. Isn't that right? We thank God in the growing uh, up phases that, you know, um, you know, we just watched our grandson graduate from high school, and you love, I like to listen to the valedictorians and the salutatorians or whatever. Uh, uh, boy, they have high hopes and lofty dreams, and soon, 
you know, the real world will knock on their door and realize that that must be tempered. Amen. The ideology must be tempered with reality. Don't ever stop dreaming, but realize, boy, you know, oh, how wonderful it is to stand at the, to dream the dream and stand at the starry stream and staring at the starry stream. But how greater still it is uh, to stand at the end of days and say the, the dream came true. You got to follow and follow through. Amen. There's a growing up in all things. And in Christ, the Bible says, the anointed one and his anointing. So it's the truth. We could say that it's the truth to say, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm not there yet, just like last week. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that I've attained it, but I'm after it. I'm after it. And you know, funny thing about horizons, when you get to where you thought it was, uh, where the uh, pot of gold was at the end of that rainbow, boy, I'll tell you what now, God's making it rain, and there's another one way out yonder. Life is bigger and greater, are you listening, than you ever thought or imagined right here and right now. It's, it's absolutely outstanding. And God can't give it to you. It would overwhelm you right now. I said it would overwhelm you, the greatness that God has for you, the greater things, the greater works, the greater glory that God has for you. But we're on our way, aren't we? I said we're on our way. I'll say it one more time. I'm on my way. I'm praying that you're on your way. Don't stop moving with God. Say, you know, just keep working with God. I know you want to be on your way out the door. I've only got a few more little things to share with you. Goodness sakes alive. You know, Pastor Sandy makes me watch these movies and they go on and on. On the commercials and all that kind of stuff. I, I swear, last night we watched one. You know, and Sandy goes, what time? <laughs> what time is it? It's late. I remember watching, you know, from the beginning to the end. I go, why are they playing the same commercials over and over and over and over again? Let's get to the end. And we got the, the TV program. You can't fast forward them things anymore. That's what. Anyway, let's move forward from that. So it's the truth. I'm on my way. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, 18th verse, last verse of scripture. It says this, the path, the way. Of the righteous is like the light of dawn which shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Say until the full day. You know when you're on the right road going in the right direction. You're headed for the right place. And in the right place that you're going to find the right people and the right future that God has set up for you. You may not be there yet but wait there. Listen there's greater folks in your future than ever been in your past or your present. Are you listening? And I'll tell you something. Not everybody going to go all the way with you. You know that? Very few will. Now, Sandy, you know, I'm forced to go the rest of the way with her. I'm a love slave to this woman. That's all right. I, you, know, you know, when they have bachelor parties, one time I gave a boy a, a ring, a bull ring, you know. Y'all don't know nothing about that. But on a dairy farm, we put a ring in a bull's nose. I said, well, you're about to do the ring thing, but this is the real one here. I said, you're going to slip one. She's going to slip one on your finger, but really one's going in your nose. You always remember that, see? You're going to be, that girl going to say, just do like I tell you and things will be well with you. Amen. <laughs> A little lightheartedness within the seriousness. See, right people, right 
future. God has set it up for you. And all we need to do is step up, see? You step up by just keep putting one foot in the rain. Set your sights and fasten your heart, like we said last week, to the future. Leave the past behind. Forget those things that are behind by fastening as we fasten our heart to the future that God has for us. All his plans are for the future. They're all futuristic plans. Start with today. God, what's today? And you'll find that God will start to share with you. He'll lead you and guide you one day at a time. The Passion uh, Translation says this, but the lovers of God walk on. They walk on the highway of light, and their way shines brighter and brighter. Isn't that powerful? The lovers of God. Well, I, I count myself as a lover of God. I'm, I'm loved by God, but, uh, you know, God always wanted somebody to love him back. I'm a lover of God. You know, when you're singing that song, I love the words to it, falling in love with Jesus, but I'm going to tell you what now. You know, for me... Uh, you know, it's just like Passendi. Now, I fell in love with Passendi a long time ago. Saw that little old girl walk into her house off the school bus. Told my brother then. When I saw her, I told her, I said, I'm going to marry that girl right there now. Anybody can walk like, no, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> said, man, that girl, I don't know what her face looked like, but just from behind. Man, I'm going to tell you what now. Oh, we need to go back to preaching here, don't we? I don't know how God does things, but the, the, the Bible says, Solomon said this, he goes, there's a few wonders in the world. One of them is the way a man looks at a girl. The way of a man with a maid. Amen? I don't know. You know, God made her, you know, God just made her that way. And I'll tell you, I was hooked with one look. Like, you know, I'm going to write a song one day. I told Pastor Ron, one kiss and all this. Lord, have mercy. I fell in love with her, but now listen, I am living in love with her. I'm living, I'm the, best, the best kind of love is I'm living this love life in love with the love of my life apart from, you know, well really with Jesus. He's the third person in our marriage. That's why we're still living in love with each other. Amen. It says this in the Passion Bible. But the lovers of God walk on the highway of light and their way shines brighter and brighter until they bring forth the perfect day. Now, both of these verses of Scripture, I want to call your attention to this. It says there's coming a day that's greater, a fuller and more perfect day than today. God has a day. And with God, a day is as a thousand years. You know, he can kick the end out of time. Time belongs to him. He gave it to us. Someday he's going to remove it. That won't be a measurement in eternity. Time shall be no more. Why? Because it's in eternity. But for now, understand the ways of God is, is God, you know, you'll hear people say back in the day. They weren't talking about a specific day unless they called the date, right, in history. What they're talking about is a season, a period, an era, or era, <laughs> era, it, either way you want to say it. A specific, specified framework 
of time. Well, God has a fullness day for you. He has a perfection, complete maturity. Where, where the Bible talked about Abraham, it says that God had blessed Abraham in all things. And he was a ripe old age. God told me, he goes, you're going you're gonna to come. And he told Job this, said, you're going to come to, your, uh, to the end of your days. He said, like a, like a ripe shock of wheat or corn, you're just going to be full. Just fullness, ready, to, ready for the seeds of your life to drop in the generations that follow you. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Amen. And now listen, I want to... I wanna, uh, uh, question you to are you on your way to there there perhaps being greater than the end of the nose on our face the next paycheck next month how about even beyond the year that we're in here are you a lover of God? You know he loves you. He didn't just love you enough to die for you. He lives, ever lives to make intercession for you. Jesus has been praying for you. That you would love him as much as he loves you. He gave his life that you might live. You know, there's a few things in life that are worth dying for. Pastor Ron's going to come. You know, I love that song. I know that the devil stole it from heaven. He never created anything on his own. Do you know that uh, uh, that song? To it's it's a great movie. I can't remember uh, what the name of it was. Robin Hood or something. I don't know. But Kevin Costner was in it. And it's an old rock and roll song. A uh, Canadian boy wrote it. He goes, don't tell me it's not worth trying for. Don't tell me it's not worth dying for. Because everything I do, I do for you. Amen. Such a love song. Powerful powerful song amen that's Jesus he loves you and he's wanting you to choose to love him in return are you a lover of God he died for you to give you oh it's such a beautiful life this life with God the life that God has set up for you just waiting for you to step up step up to the place of Placing all your faith in Him. The place of where I just trust. I'm just going to give my heart. I'm going to give my life. I'm going to give the rest of my time. Through eternity. To Jesus Christ. And I'm going to follow Him. And I'm going to follow through. With him, oh, I'll tell you, he can get you and he can keep you. It's a beautiful life. It's a glorious and a victorious life. And in so many personal and private ways of the Lord just grab you and pull you up and hug you real tight and close and tell you, as only he can do, do you know how much 
I love you and enjoy you. How much pleasure you bring me because you are such a special treasure to me. I didn't buy you a silver and gold. I gave my lifeblood for you to redeem you, to restore you to myself. This beautiful, glorious life, let me tell you, it's the only one that's worth living. This life together with God. Let me ask you today, will you choose Him? Choose to follow Him, to walk and to work life through with Him today, from here and from now on every day here to and through eternity. Let's pray this simple prayer. Jesus, come into my life. Take this heart. Change me from the inside out. You promised, and I believe you, that you can do this, that you will do this. And I thank you for it. Lord, I repent. Change my mind. I want you to change my heart. Point me in a different direction. I will follow. And I'll follow you through all the way to that full and that perfect day. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, the Bible says the lovers of God, that their way grows brighter and brighter. The path of the righteous, those that wanting to have right, right relationship with God, which is just simple trust, faith in God, grows brighter like the dawning of the noonday sun want to congratulate you if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart the greatest miracle I never get tired of saying that the greatest miracle that could ever happen as they sang that song the greatest thing I've ever done was to let this God who loves me so love me enough where I realize man I, I really how do, you, how do you respond to reciprocate that love you choose you choose to be a lover of God to love his will and his way for your life. Let me congratulate you. You'll never do anything greater than this right here, giving your life and your heart to Jesus. Let me encourage you to follow him each and every day and to follow through uh, with him. We'd love to help you to do that. Uh, we'd love to be a part of that. There's something, uh, something that's greater about coming together and with people and the family that you belong or to, to be called brother or sister and to know that there are people Jesus with skin on that care about you, know your name, oh, want to be part of you being successful in life and successful in following Jesus. We'd love to help you with that. This church family uh, is, is one of the greatest, uh, greatest people on the earth. They're the people of God. And I'll tell you, they're tried and true. They're not perfect. He is, but they're not perfect. But I'll tell you what, they're trying real hard. And uh, uh, 
perfect being. There's a lot of good mature people in here that have been tried and true and, you know, come through and here you are. You're still trusting Jesus. You're still hooked up with the church, still believe that, you know, being part of Jesus means being part of what Jesus is doing. And what's he doing? He's honoring God, glorifying God. He's building his church and he's growing you and he's wanting to save lives and he's still in the saving business. Amen. Listen, we got some free material. There's no no cost to you uh, whatsoever. We'd love to send that to you. Better yet, come by and pick it up. We'd love to love on you. Love to know your name. We'll be, uh, we make ourselves available to you. You know, you may not be a church going person, but, uh, you know, um, we'd still love to pastor you, offer you the grace of God, offer you the the gift of God, of a shepherd's heart, will love you and pray for you and believe God for your, for his provision and his protection over your life, his blessing on you. Because I still uh, believe this, that after a while, see, even if you're a long way from home, there's still no place like home. Church is a, church is a good place. A church home with a, good family, the great family of God. God bless you. Until the next time, and uh, we hope that there is, if you're, if you're not ready, get ready, because Jesus could come at any time. We're living in those days and those times. But until the next time, you remember this, you are so very blessed, so be at rest. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.